want for cherry first. I like it. And so it's really so smooth. Like, all right. So this is Saturday Night High. I'm Steph. And I am Gilda. And we are currently both very stoned on AeroPro smoking devices <coughs> right now. Thank you for that. Love it. I'm super pumped. Um, yeah, so tonight we're talking about season one, episode 17, which aired on April 17th, 1976. The host was Ron Nesson, Gerald Ford's press secretary, and musical. And the musical guest was the Patti Smith group. And I love me some Patti Smith. Oh my God, I was so happy. Yes, I was so excited to see her. Um, and also Billy Crystal was credited in this episode because he had a little performance. He was credited as Bill Crystal. Performance was strange. Yeah, and I do tend to like him and I like some of his movies. I tend to think he's funny. I like him as an Oscar host, no matter how cheesy he might be. It's just, it makes me laugh, but yeah i can see why maybe they left him out of the cast in the first go round. yeah i don't know what that was but we'll get to that no idea yeah the cold open was the dead string quartet again um and it, it was you know the same thing they're dead and <laughs> chevy chase fell <laughs> um and he said i <laughs> I can't even explain this, it's been like a day since I watched it, but he fell, right? And then it cut to, um... Gerald Ford. It cut to the actual motherfucking Gerald Ford. He said Life in New York, which was fun. Yeah, um, it was, it was kind of flat. I under, I remember in Life from New York, them talking about how they were in town for the correspondence dinner and they got him to film this, but it was like clear he'd never really seen it and didn't know, like, the, they were like, no, say it like live from New York. It was just like, he really, it was kind of, he didn't get the phrasing or the tone that, yeah, it was, I thought it was cute and I giggled, but for a show that has really kind of gone after him for the first 16 episodes to then be like cool you know what I'm gonna play gay you know I'll play ball I'll I'll do this and I'll give you my press secretary for the week like that it that was a kind of a risk it was pretty cool of him yeah so. um I mean they talked about it a few times in the episode uh that was actually like I'm getting ahead of myself but that was the recurring sketch was um press secretaries through history yeah it was very clear this was kind of a I don't want to say it was a Gerald Ford ad but the whole episode kind of functioned as a vehicle to be like hey guys look how cool and hip Gerald Ford actually is and like you know it's I I don't know if there were broadcasting rules at that point but I remember when Donald Trump hosted Saturday Night Live in November of 2015. They actually couldn't really have him on screen all that much due to like fair broadcasting laws. It's if any of them, if any candidate gets X amount of time on one of the major three networks, that network then has to give X amount of time to everybody else within the field. 
And so it's a 90 minute comedy show. You can't give away, you can't give 90 minutes of a show to every candidate. And at that point in 2015, there were like fucking 15 candidates. So like, that would be a lot of fucking time. So that was something that kind of occurred to me. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like a political ad. Maybe this is a way of getting around it, you know, so. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. Um, but right from the get-go in his monologue, Ron was addressing, you know, the fact that this is not what he's used to, but it's also not all that different from his job. And he talked a little bit about doing his job and some of the phrases that he's learned along the way, um, which were all just like, you know, basically like PR excuse nonsense, like what the president really meant was like that kind of thing. (laughs) What the president really bumped into was, what the president really mispronounced was, yeah. I also liked the line about um, he's learned so much about like the different uh, roles that you have to like the different things you have to do. It's not just being a press secretary. He's like, yeah, I have to learn how to remove his necktie from the rotor of the helicopter while he's still wearing it. It was like, Jesus, they're really making him look like a fucking idiot in this show. They were. I was happy about that. Yeah, I kind of I figured they were going to go easier on him, but they did not. I, I thought the getting the quote unquote phone call from President Ford was cheesy, but I liked the line, well, Betty thinks it's funny, but you're fired. Yeah, definitely cheesy. I was like, what the hell is this supposed to be? And then we went into the first sketch sketch of the show, which is an absolute classic and one they recreated for the 40th anniversary special. Um, it was the Bassomatic 76 where Dan Aykroyd talks about how you don't have to cut your fish or fillet it you can just toss it in the basomatic and blend it to whatever oh it was disgusting it was like it was blended liquidized fish yeah and then and, they like cut to Lorraine mm-hmm. Newman drinking it I was like literally about to fucking barf Yes. Oh my God. And like, I know it wasn't it, but they didn't make it any less nauseating. I was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah, just the thought. Oh, so gross. It's like, I don't know. I swear they make some weird ass baby foods. And like, sometimes I'll like look at what's in baby food and be just really dumbfounded at the kind of shit that they puree these days. Like, are you talking like it's they add chemicals to it or you're just like they puree anything? They puree anything. I'm sure some of it's good. This one could have like puree. It was like literally puree mac and cheese. I was like, what the hell? Oh my God, I was going to guess. Oh my God, I was going to say something like, oh, pureed mac and cheese sounds good or something like, oh, did he have some hipster shit? Like, yeah. Oh my God, what's the point of pureeing mac and cheese? It's soft. I mean, yeah, puree mac mac and cheese puree just yeah it's all just (laughs) so that way they don't have to do the work I guess I don't know babies are lazy (laughs) lazy little shits anyway yeah so that was the Bassomatic 76 I it was weird I don't know why it's such a cult hit but loved it go for it sure why not (laughs) the next sketch was 
um, the Oval Office and Chevy Chase is playing golf inside the Oval Office, but he's using a tennis racket and Ron's there and he asks if he can be the host of Saturday night and Chevy Chase is like, host what? And um, yeah, that was, that was a whole thing. Basically it was Ron explaining why he would want to go on the show to show how the administration has a sense of humor. Um, and yeah, Trevor Chase did the classic, like falling all over the place. Yeah, it was more of the same. And he would say, uh, Ron Nesson was like, oh, well, you know, we, if you wanted to be involved in the show, that might help even more. And Gerald Ford was going around. He's like, oh, I won't make a fool of myself as he's falling all around the joint. And something that became really obvious to me tonight, and I don't know if it was because the camera angles were not as smooth as previous nights, but it became really, really painfully obvious. They use the same set for everything. It's the same set with the same stairs, the same door. It, they just move things around. Like what's in the room changes, but the walls are always the same. Wow, I didn't notice that, but I have noticed that those stairs are in an awful lot. Yeah, that, it, that was, painfully obvious and very distracting tonight oh i i don't even know how to introduce the next one because it was i i kind of liked it but it was something else okay it was very weird so it starts off with jane Curtin advertising flucker's jam and it's like okay haha funny but then it takes a weird fucking it like veers completely off course and the different cast members start walking in with different types of jam saying, no, no, don't buy fluckers, buy nose hair jam. No, no, don't buy nose hair jam, buy death camp jam. And it's like, what the fuck? It really escalated. Uh, I'm sorry, that es- Yeah! And like dog vomit. I, it was, what the fuck? It was just disgusting. Again, like Michael O'Donoghue? gotta be right i don't know i i got a bit of the like impression that they were sort of coming up with these on their own like i don't know i i i just felt like because they all separately had their own little things i don't know if that was like you know strictly they came up with it on their own but when dan said bangled baby ducks i just really it it felt right coming out of his mouth so (laughs) it did it did. You're right. Yeah. I did think, I thought Garrett Morris coming out and he was like, uh, it's a, he, he, he went around and showed it to everyone and they were all like, oh my God, no. And they were all shocked and horrified. And Jane Curtin's like, it's a brand so disgusting. You can't even say it on TV. Go ask for it at your local stores. That was a good ending to that sketch. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It really was. And then we had the first performance by the Patty Smith group and they performed Gloria and I fucking loved it. As I said before, I just, she's perfect. I have her album horses on vinyl and oh my God, I've this song, no matter who performs it never 
fails it always brings the place down like everybody always leaves just like on cloud fucking nine and so yeah it was a great performance a lot of dancing it was just it was fun i love her yeah so um that was that we had uh the first press secretary through history sketch and this was the press secretary of Catherine the Great um, and he was making an announcement that she had been killed in a writing accident um, and I had to look this up because I was like a little bit confused but apparently there was a rumor that Catherine the Great died after fucking her horse um pretty sure that's wait what yeah so okay first of all you know the tv show the great on hulu you need to watch it it's so fucking good but anyways <laughs> it's also based off a of play i love that anyways um yeah so no catherine the great you know she was like really open about like her sexual not really open but like more open than most um and I guess she was also really close with one of our horses. And so that was just a rumor that went around. I think it went around in, in Germany, which is like where she was from um, because they were uh, anti-Russia, you know? So they said that the Empress fucked a horse and that's how she died. I don't know. Wow. Um, I did not know that. Thank you for looking that up because I- But it was most likely a stroke. Okay. Well, they, you see, and that makes more sense. Um, Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. I just thought it was a weird, I was like, okay, cool. He's playing a press secretary again. Yeah. It's a little weird without the context of horse fucking. Yeah. Right. It's like, if you hadn't told me, yeah. Did not know that. And looking back, I cannot believe they made a horse fucking joke yeah like that gives that joke a whole new context and like kind of reframes this whole thing the whole press secretary thing so yeah anyway the next uh the next sketch was just a voice sketch and the camera was fixed on a lie detector test sheet of paper and it was julie Eisenhower, Julie Nixon, talking to her husband, David Eisenhower, and Julie was, I believe, Nixon's daughter, and she married Dwight D. Eisenhower's grandson, and they had the wedding in the White House in 68, I think, Um, but yeah, the whole sketch is Gilda Radner is Julie interviewing David And she's asking him all these questions about, did you tell the Washington Post this? How close are you to these two? And like the needles moving more and more with each question to the point where she's like straight up asking him questions about um, if, uh, did you tell tell the Washington Post that my parents didn't uh, do the thing we did on our honeymoon for 14 years? It was like, yeah, it was just, towards the end it turned into like did he want a divorce but i think they're still married i think they're still alive damn really yeah how old are they because they were young when they got married yeah they're both 72 whoa yeah they were both 20 years old when they got married whoa (laughs) Eh. yeah right 
<laughs> no, thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It was seen as a union between the two most prominent political families in the U.S. So, yeah, that was a whole thing. Yeah, but so it ended with a divorce joke, but they're apparently very happily, apparently still married. So good for them. Um, the next sketch was like an ad um, and it was John Belushi as a military colonel uh, and he's talking about today's new army and uh, how it's it's a better experience than the army experience used to be and as he's talking he's literally doing coke off his desk um, and <laughs> yeah it was really just about how like they could get drugs from you know being in the military <laughs> yeah they said they had the best stuff on we have the best stuff on an arm an army hey, we have the best stuff an army helicopter can fly in from all over the world and i'm pretty sure on the right hand side of the screen on the desk there was a bong oh my god like it was barely in view like there's no way they could have had it fully on air but there was definitely a clear glass bong sitting on the desk damn that's again they talked about how they snuck shit by the censors all the damn time that's another what's that oh i don't know we just found it in the prop room put it up there cool and then we have weekend update um which started with chevy chase saying I'm Chubby Chase and you're not. And then it cut to President Ford has not moved uh, a muscle since he made that live from New York announcement. And he says, I'm Gerald Ford and you're not, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, again, kudos. There were a bunch of jokes about Jimmy Carter. There was a joke about how his brother, Reuben Harry Kane Carter, Hurricane Carter, had endorsed him. And it's like, I don't know um, if you are familiar with this. I, went, I was a weird, weird ch- child tween. I don't know. I was obsessed with Jimmy Carter for a while. Not like in a sexual way, just like I really admired him. I, I don't know how to explain it. I just thought he was a really good, like, he's a good person. He's a cool dude. Yeah. His brother was a farmer and not exactly uh, what America, what some of America thought the brother of a president should be. Um, Hang on. Jimmy Carter. Brother. Billy Carter. It was like he, uh, he promoted Billy Beer and he would like go on talk shows or like the local news it was it was like a whole situation so yeah i'm pretty sure that reuben harry king carter joke scandal yeah right like ooh. this weekend update it wasn't it wasn't the strongest in my opinion yeah they did a replay of that um ad for wallpaper that's graffiti yeah, the protest wallpaper, the Berkeley Collection by Jerry Rubin, who was like the leader of the counterculture movement. Um, there was a bit where, again, Ron Nesson showed up and it's like, I get that he's a press secretary, but could he not do anything else tonight? Like he only played 
Ron Nesson press secretary or historical press secretary. Like, my God. What? Okay. I was getting a little bit tired of the political sketches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... That was... There was a Charles Manson joke that he... The prison said he was fine and rehabilitated and the society is fine if they don't cross him. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's amusing, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Emily Latella was talking about the 1976 presidential erection um, <laughs> and how, you know, the other presidents who have erected monuments are all dead, so why are they going to do that now? And it was, it was cute. It was a whole thing. She did actually say at one point, she was like, um, the presidents can pay for their own erections. We should take all the money that we're putting into this and build, like, I think she said like a high rise for homeless people or something like that. Like she started advocating for putting the money towards something good. <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, I, I mean, it's getting so predictable at this point, like, I, and when I was like, oh, presidential erection, holy shit, they're going here? I thought it was going to be better than it was, and I was kind of disappointed, yeah. like, I was like, they could have done so much more with this, but again, 1976, I'm sure, yeah, I don't know, but I, it didn't go where I wanted it to. It didn't go where I wanted it to. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. All right. The Gary Weiss film this week was uh, about sanitation workers in New York. And it was essentially a music montage of garbage being disposed of. Like, like massive amounts of garbage. And the music was like kind of whimsical. Um, and yeah. yeah, it was that for a bit. And then they started talking about finding bodies in the springtime. And I thought it was funny how one of the guys who kept talking about bodies, like they would keep, they were like, <clears throat> Gary Weiss interviewed a few different a few different people and this one guy's talking about the bodies and then they move on to this guy and like they're talking about other things they find and one guy says oh i found a diamond ring oh i find books and then it goes back to the guy and he's still talking about bodies and then gary weiss asks each other guy another set of questions and it goes back to the first guy again and he's still fucking talking about finding body parts he's like oh yeah right out there i saw that and i thought it i thought it was a i thought it was a leg and it turned out it was an arm with a hand missing like what the fuck i also appreciated how when he talked about finding bodies his next statement was well i mean i don't know how they got there and it's like jesus how connected are the, were these guys like sanitation workers is like you know quote unquote mafia so <laughs> and then we had a sketch which honestly reminded me of sketches that SNL has done recently with like the, you know, pumpkin spice douches and whatnot. But this was a feminine hygiene product called Autumn Fizz. 
and it was it was a carbonated douche which which douching is not a good idea don't do it guys um but i i don't know it was like at a certain point gilda gilda radner she she was portraying the woman and she was a woman advertising this she burped and it's like honey it's like it's like i mean i know it's not her it's like it's like those things aren't connected this wouldn't make you burp yeah shouldn't chubby chase have been burping who by the way was looking kind of hot in this fucking sketch Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'll say it yeah he was yeah i thought he should have been burping so yeah anyway it came in other flavors of strawberry lemon and egg cream yeah that was that um and then we had dan Aykroyd. um he was sitting in a chair and talking about or talking to Ron um he asks why taxis in DC don't have meters um and he says how like you know he needs to be able to he hasn't Dan needs to be able to do the news so how can he keep up like Ron does and Ron goes oh well I read the village voice every week so little part two of that joke i guess sequel rather yeah um and yeah it's dan Aykroyd. he would go from like being outraged but he also was laughing really weirdly um and this is like a mock of meet the press it's like the tomorrow show it's yeah it's snl loosely doing that and there, there was some weirdly uh, homophobic joke about there's a homosexual breeder of reptiles coming up next, along with Mr. Peanut being Jimmy Carter's campaign manager. And Mr. Peanut was clearly black, played by Garrett Morris, which not sure I liked that, but whatever. Yeah. Um, then we had the home movie for the week, which was an experience for sure um it began with this man walking into the bathroom and he walks into the urinal and he's singing and it's he's not singing it's like uh there's the audio like the music and then he's lip syncing um and the guy next to him joins in and another person another person the four of them are all standing there peeing and singing and it was kind of funny it was simple it was just it was a uh, upbeat song and just like a good visual. And then the janitor walked up and saw what was happening and turned around and left. Um, I thought it was it was cute. Correct response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was. I mean, like, if, if I walked into. Well, honestly, if I walked into a women's bathroom and there were women singing, yeah, this has happened before. They're generally just drunk girls. And it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll join in if I know the song. Um, but yeah, no, that uh, I that guy definitely made the right call. And I also thought the there was a different camera angle and it shows a guy leaving a stall and he's just like sneaking out. He wants to be no, he wants no part of this. Um, yeah. It was honestly... Probably the best home movie that has been sent in, though. Or at least the it one was. that's the funniest. I think it's also the first one that's not claymation. 
Yeah, right? Thank it. Like, I'm happy someone was like, hey, maybe we don't have to do this. Like, maybe we could film real people. Right. I don't understand why Claymation would go too. No, like, why was that the first four? I don't. Mm, anyway, um, we had our second uh, history and press secretaries. And this one was Ron Nesson portraying. He was the press secretary to Oedipus, the king, and he was making a pronouncement, a proclamation that the queen mother shall now be uh, referred to as the queen wife, and that um, all of the graffiti in the city that says, up against the wall, mother lover, should be reflected as such. Up against the wall, motherfucker. I thought this was great. I loved that it shows Oedipus for the sketch yeah no it was perfect um yeah i don't even know what the next sketch was okay so i believe in 1976 i don't know which law fuck i meant to look it up sexuality no, I don't know. It was some kind of obscenity. Anyway, it was basically, it said that the Supreme Court had the right to um, regulate what went on in your bedroom behind closed doors. And didn't matter if it was two consenting adults, whatever. So, yeah, it was Jane Curtin and Chevy Chase in bed. And Chevy Chase, they're, they're messing around. Um, and he starts doing something to her and she's like oh no not that and he's like yes that and she's laughing and she's like oh uh oh, i think chevy chase made the joke what are you gonna do call the supreme court on me and then she laughs and the door opens and nine justices rush in and they start explaining this obscenity law and how they have to be there to you know uh, they, they have to make a ruling on this and it's not, don't feel bad about it. It's just think of it as a random spot check. And John Belushi is playing the chief justice and is like, okay, so you guys spread out and we'll watch you. And it's like, they're voyeuristically judging this performance, holding up the quilt and like peeking under and they're like, oh no, we're okay. Well, we have to go, uh, we have to go, we have to go discuss this. And it was so strange. It was, it was really funny. It was so weird, but it was, it was hilarious. And like, they come back and they're like, okay, we've decided that was fine, but you have to lose the heels. And so like, they go under the covers and Jane Curtin pull, pulls out her heels and she tosses them and Chevy Chase pulls off his heels and he tosses them. And it's like, okay, haha. I kind of knew that was coming, but it was still, it was, it worked. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just going to say, um, because Chevy Chase was all like, there's nothing kinky going on here. Like they were so, you know, they were like reassuring the Supreme Court justices like, no, no, it's completely fine. It's completely vanilla. And it's like turning out that it's not. And I, I thought that was very funny. Oh, my voice is dying. Yeah. He was like, oh, we're just a couple of normal heterosexuals. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then at the end, she, Jane Curtin asks why there's no women um, on the Supreme Court. And the answer was, well, that's not strictly true. There are women, they're just not in the Supreme Court. Um, I was like, all right. God. Yeah, and it took another, that was 76, 70, 
It took another five years for Sandra Day O'Connor to be nominated, so. Um, and then, oh, the sketch ends with all nine of them leaving the bedroom, marching out, chanting, we're the Supreme Court. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But I was laughing so fucking hard. It was so absurd. It was goofy. And then we had uh, Press Secretaries Through History, Part 3, Thomas Jefferson. Um, <laughs> and it was just about what you would expect. It was... Uh, Ron, as the secretary, saying like, oh, you know, all those people on Jefferson's property, you know, they're not slaves. That's just 6,000 Black relatives who love picking cotton. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they, the 20 hour, the 20 hour work day in the sun is a family tradition. <laughs> they were really I mean for the time they were really calling out and really being like hey he wasn't good he wasn't perfect because that really is not something that has been mainstream in before the past 10-15 years or so damn really ew yeah no that was not it was not like when I went through the school system it was when I went through the U.S. public school system, um, it was like the founding fathers were amazing men and they were responsible for all of these inventions and look at their houses and look at all the stuff they did. Yeah, there, there, it was like a complete whitewashing of um, U.S. history. So yeah, it's like I really feel that like like my future children are going to have a completely different education than I did just because like my education was racist as fuck. Yeah, that's how history class goes. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of history class and things that have put me to sleep, not really, I like history class, um, but Billy Crystal came on and did this I don't even know what I would call it. First he's talking and I thought it was, it was bad standup and he was talking um, really fast, which if I'm thinking that it's fast, you know, it's fast. And then he starts to sing and there's like a spotlight and jazz music. And he's like, whisper, speak, singing. Uh, I truly couldn't tell what was meant to be going on here. I, I have no idea. I it was creepy. I was like, what the fuck? Nah, bruh, nah. I, I I want no part of this. Um it was so terrible that I sketched a picture of my partner and our puppy lying on his lap. I was just I did not understand this. I don't know if it was references to something I didn't understand, but I hope to God the next time we see Billy Crystal in what, five, no, 10 years, at least when he, you know, becomes a cast member in 1985. Um, I, I, I hope he's better then, because this was just, ugh. and I say that as a Billy Crystal fan girl. Yeah, it was just strange and that at the end he said like love humanity which i mean yeah true but what like why um 
Yeah. <laughs> so the next sketch was it was about misconceptions. Um and they uh were talking about that phrase that like too many cooks spoil the broth. And so they cut to a bunch of cooks making a broth and then John Belushi walks on wearing a suit and he tries it and he's like oh my god this is the best broth I ever had uh yeah yeah I didn't like the next tune in next week when we misprove the uh cats have nine lives and I'm like what the fuck don't murder cats on air yeah, I was a little bit freaked out by that ending. Yeah. And then we had Patty, the Patty, eh, the second performance by the Patty Smith group. They performed My Generation, which was originally by The Who. Um, again, it was a wonderful performance. It was it had energy and it was, excuse me, it was like crackling with energy and like electricity. I loved it, at least. Yeah, yeah. it was great. Uh, I had never heard her singing the song. Um, she began it by um, reciting the beginning of the Declaration of Independence. I was like, okay, go off. Yeah. Although, did, did the drummer destroy the drum set at the end like was I going crazy or did that actually happen um I don't know but I can find out I don't see a drum set being destroyed oh oh uh yeah he did get up he did spit he didn't destroy it he just spit he spun it around so the way that drum sets connect um There's a pole and then there's like a pole here. And then on each end of these poles is like a knob and you can change how the drums are, like what angle they are. So your arms can, <laughs> Guild is the drummer. Um, so uh, yeah, so, but then there's a pole in the middle that goes down into the bass drum and that can spin if it's not tight enough. So he just spun them and he got up and he like kicked his stand over, which I believe is an homage to Keith Moon who was the drummer for The Who, who liked to destroy his drum kits and The Who set off pyrotechnics at a few, in like their amps at a few, at the end of a few performances. And like someone was deafened in their left ear for life because of this. And like, yeah, Keith Moon liked to destroy drum kits. So I think that was kind of an homage to him. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, great performance. Loved it. Um, at the end, they, announced that Tony Basil and the Muppets weren't able to be in tonight's episode because of technical difficulties, whatever that means. I, right? I, I was like, okay, I didn't even know Tony Basil was supposed to be there. So thank, uh, cool. Uh, all right. Um, like, is that why Patti Smith was brought in? Like, was it like, shit, we need someone quick? They're performing at CBGBs. We could just bring their guitars and amps in. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, they then had a minute to kill at the end of the show, 
which I found really ironic based on the previous episode's beginning where they talked about how bloated the show was and how they just were doing sketches to fill up time. So it's like the show was intentionally lean and then they were like, oh shit, we made it too lean. Yeah. But yeah. Ron Nesson looked so happy. It was like, okay, this is a little awkward. They're all like up there hugging him and kissing him and shaking his hand. But like, he's like, God damn it. He's like, I thought a few days this week, I was not going to make it through this and it's over. And I wish it wasn't because I had the best time. And it's like, oh, that was cute. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a least favorite or what was your least favorite? Um, I'm trying to figure that out right now. I think my, um, let me see, least favorite was probably, oh, hello, give me a minute here. Oh, I know what it was. It was Billy Crystal's whatever the fuck. what her least favorite was yeah that was my least favorite as well I was like wow how I yeah I, I was just that's why I was sitting here just smiling and laughing waiting just for you to just come across it in your notes because I knew I would just see the light bulb yeah I knew there was something that I particularly didn't like but I, I could not remember what it was and now that I have I'm upset about it Runner up for the best sketch, in my opinion, <laughs> would probably be uh, the Basomatic 76. Okay. My runner up was the collective of Patti Smith's performances. Nice. I was so fucking happy that she was on and I thought it was just so cool seeing a badass woman just throw down on SNL. So it was cool. My favorite was uh all three of the press secretaries through history, those sketches. I liked it. Gotcha. Yeah, I liked the Oedipus one. I I just, I was so over Ron Nesson, press secretary, by the end of the night. Like, I'm happy he had fun. It makes me so happy that he had fun, but I just, my God, we get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Oedipus one, I really enjoyed. I thought that was clever. Um my favorite was the Supreme Court sex audit. I thought everybody in that sketch was just on point. Absolutely. They, they just, everybody played everything perfectly. And I think that's, I, I don't want to say it's the first time I've seen like a cohesive sketch like that, but that was the first time I've liked a sketch and been like, wow, that was that was cohesive. I don't think there was anything, I don't think there was anything problematic in it. Like, it was just funny. It was, it was like political funny. satire yeah. and yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can email us at satnighthighpod at gmail. 
And uh, yeah, we will be posting episodes throughout the holidays. We have a whole backlog of classic and current episodes. Yeah, binge while you hopefully stay home. Yeah, find us on um, social media. We have Reddit, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, and Twitter. Our username is Sat Night High Pod. Night is spelled N I T E on Twitter. Uh, Sat And yeah, so be safe and have a happy holidays and yeah, happy highs. Happy holidays and highs. <laughs> <laughs>